Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to episode 32. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Trin. And I'm your other host, Shred Takora. And this week, we got things to talk about with the Milwaukee Bucks and the entire collapse. Um, going down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. And uh, is, it the end of the, is it the end of an era in Milwaukee? Yeah, um, and we're going to give you guys our predictions for tonight's games um, in the NBA. And we're going to give you our full predictions for the NFL season along with the full slate of predictions for week one. It's about to be exciting. Um, football's creep, creeping up upon us. Um, the preseason, we didn't have it, so it kind of feels like a surprise to us that the season is starting up already, but it's about to be lit. Uh, we're so excited for the NFL to come back. Yes, sir, NFL football back this Thursday. Can't yes, wait. Um, can't wait. We're going to have crazy things to talk about playoffs and NFL football that's going on at the same time. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to you guys. See y'all soon. See you guys. What is going on, Shrey? How are you doing today? I'm good, bro. How about you? I'm ready for this NFL season. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing very fine. Labor Day weekend. We also got my boy Tevin all the way from Hawaii. Say what's up, Tevin. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. No problem. Tevin is uh, originally from Wisconsin, so uh, you already know what that means. It's uh, it's a little roast session today. <laughs> we got to start off by talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, um, probably one of the most disappointing teams I've ever seen in 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 my lifetime. Probably, uh, yeah, coming into the, to the bubble with the best record and just not playing like themselves. They went down early to the Miami Heat, losing three straight games. Uh, they bounced back yesterday, but Giannis did get hurt, so. Uh, you know, the season's pretty much over for the for the Bucks. So um, we know that no team has ever come back from down 3-0. So, Tevin, you've been watching the Bucks probably the entire season. I haven't. Um, what are your thoughts and what happened? I mean, obviously, we look really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know a lot of people are saying just, like, the Bucks have been bad in the bubble, which is true. But it's kind of been, like, you know, at the end of their season, they're starting to look like this, too. You know, not not much action from the offense, and the defense just isn't dominant like they were early in the season. So it's just it's just been a fall off, like pretty much the whole season, not just the bubble. So that's that's what I've seen personally, that we've just been worse in pretty much all facets of our game. Yeah, I I, I do remember right before the entire like lockdown shutdown actually that. I think Milwaukee lose lost to the Lakers, and then they came in, and then Giannis sat out, and they just got destroyed by Phoenix. Yeah, uh, that was a bad look. I remember that, but I, I mean, yeah. I never thought I never thought anything of it to be honest. Uh, I do think the thing that Milwaukee needs are their fans. I feel like they need that home court advantage for sure. But yes. I mean, Giannis Giannis just gets needs to get a jumper. That's the biggest problem with this team. <laughs> I feel like they're just built with, the, you know, the thought that Giannis can get to the to the paint every single possession. Which I mean. He will get there like seven out of ten times, but I mean the fact that the fact of the matter is that nobody can hit open shots. Nobody can hit open shots late in the games, and I mean, I've been saying that the problem with this team is that they never close out games because they've been blowing out everybody ever since like the bubble or ever since the season started. They don't play many starters in the fourth quarter, so players just don't know how to close out games. And uh, in the playoffs, it is very tight, especially when you're playing. 
dogs in Miami. Like you got Jimmy Butler hitting big shots. You got Jay Crowder. Crowder. Jay Crowder's huge. Um, Duncan Robinson can hit big shots. Tyler Hero. You got a lot of ballsy players on that team, and um, Milwaukee just doesn't. Besides yesterday, I saw Chris Middleton actually do something for once in the in the playoffs. That's crazy. Uh, he saved you guys, but I mean, I don't know how much longer it can go for it. Yeah, um, yeah, they're just they they haven't looked good um, in previous years at the end of the season. I feel like that's just um, them not in the close games, like you said, during the regular season biggest margin of victory in NBA history, I believe, the past two years in the regular season. And I feel like they just don't have that many options at the end of games. Like, I saw Eric I saw Eric Bledsoe airball a three um, <laughs> crunch time uh, last game, and I, he hasn't been hitting jump shots, at least in crunch time um, this series. Um, and I just feel like teams just pack the paint every time in the fourth now against Giannis. Um, he really doesn't have much he can do besides just drive in and hope he gets fouled or um, gets a lane to make a bus uh, make a bucket because he's not pulling up for a mid range. He's definitely not making any threes in the clutch. Um, I haven't really seen it this this playoffs, um, but he definitely does need help. Um, Brooke Lopez is great, but um, Chris Middleton he went two straight fourth quarters without even making a field goal. Um, he did show up in overtime. I'll give him credit for that, but that's an anomaly um, in the playoffs, at least for him. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, that's why I like. You saw him in the conference finals last year. He did not show up. He was not showing up in the fourth quarters this series. Um, he needs to play like an actual all star. Like I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what happens to him in fourth quarters. Like he had twenty one points in that third. And he was lucky that um, Brooke Lopez showed up in the fourth and George Hill hit some um, pretty big shots. Otherwise, they would have been home in four. But props to him for hitting those jumpers in overtime. Those were, those were clutch buckets. I got to give him that. Uh, I just want to say, Coach Budenholzer, my God, this guy. Can you play Giannis more than 40 minutes? I saw that he was tired yesterday, but, you know, the back-to-back MVP – MVP not playing over 40 minutes a game, I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Tevin, I'm pretty sure, like, your, your blood was probably boiling. You've seen Giannis just sit on the bench during key moments. Because for me, it was just frustrating to watch, and I was just very confused. I picked the Bucks to win in seven. Um, I didn't think – I mean, Budenholzer is getting outcoached. Like, that's playing that's, – we've yeah. been – that's clear cut. This man doesn't know what to do with his rotation. Um it's just, it, it, like I don't know what he thinks this is. this is. These are the playoffs, bro. This is not the regular season. So stop playing Giannis. These little, these minutes, being all cautious with him. Like he's the back-to-back MVP. He's the defensive player of the year. His impact on the floor is just crazy. If you leave him on the floor, for, I mean, it's I don't even know. I don't know, Tevin. What, what do you think about Giannis not playing that many minutes? I mean, I agree. I agree, and I think it's pretty much all in the coaching because you ask Giannis, obviously he wants to play. That dude would stay in the whole game if he, if he could. And I think that's what he needs because, you know, we've seen he hasn't really been playing that well aside from the start of last game before he got hurt. Um, Sometimes he just needs to stay out there to get going. But if he's not playing well and then you take him out, make him rest and put him back in, I don't know. He's just like not going to fight Yeah, I feel like it's a confidence issue, Um, especially in fourth quarters because he comes in, he's not like in rhythm, and then he starts missing free throws. 
And I feel like that just translates to, like, every other aspect of his offensive game besides his driving ability because his threes are, like, it, I feel like it's, he's, he always misses short. Like, he misses free throws yeah. short, and that's a sign of him being gassed or him not just not being confident. And I feel like they just need to play him through. Um, I, I don't think he's going to play the rest of the series. That ankle injury looked pretty bad, and he was in a booth. But if he does come back and they're still in this series, they just got to let him go, honestly, if he's healthy enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a, it's a big coaching thing. And, you know, I really wanted to see him play well at the end of the season. But, he, you know, he just gets out coached in the playoffs. And then, you know, teams just build a wall. Same thing that yeah. happened last year in Toronto. So it's just it's just hard to see Bud not, not adjust. I mean, he had a whole year to play. That's very true. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah, we saw exactly what Toronto did. Spolstra literally just replicated that same exact mm-hmm. thing. And there seems like Budenholzer didn't make any adjustments. And, uh, I mean, I guess he's just hoping that they can make shots, but they're just not making them. Uh, yeah. I think they need, in, they need to get Chris Middleton the ball a little bit more, get him, get him, let him space out the floor a little bit. Um, but, I mean, now it's just too late. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too late. Yeah, I feel like it's just a very stagnant offense when they're not really hitting. It's just iso ball, either Middleton throwing up a pretty bad shot or Giannis forcing it to the rim. Because, I mean, these Miami players do not respect the shooters on the Bucks. <laughs> they don't. They, they don't they're do. helping. They even no. help off Middleton, a guy who shot 40% this season from three. They're helping off everyone. Um, just hounding Giannis, and that I think that's why he was tired so early in the the first, because he had to work so hard for every bucket. So they have to find some way to space out the floor or just get other guys' looks, so that the Miami Heat defense doesn't just help off them and triple team Giannis oftentimes in the middle of the floor. Um, I will say this though, my man Giannis, he if he kept playing yesterday. I, I there's I think he would drop forty five and at least and won that game for the team. Um, it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see him, but I mean, averaging twenty two points this, this series, I believe, uh, just like exactly like Toronto. So there is there is a formula and there is a strategy to beat Giannis, mm-hmm. and uh, teams are figuring it out. Uh, and with all that being said, this is the big question: after this season and after last season of Giannis not making the finals as the MVP. Do you guys think that his time in Milwaukee is up after next year's free agency class? I, who, I, who, anybody can go, bro. Oh, okay. I got um, – I think he's going to leave. Um, we've seen these past two years them having the best record during the regular season, not being able to close out close games in the playoffs, um, them teams building a wall to stop Giannis. I feel like he just needs a better second option, a guy who's proven in the playoffs, like a Steph or a Clay in Golden State, <laughs> or a championship level team in Toronto, which is about him wanting to go there. Um, they have champion, obviously. Um, they have a lot of playoff minutes. Um, played in big playoff games, obviously. The best um, coach in the league. Best coach in the league. Yeah, best coach in the league in Nick Nurse. I feel like he'd be able to utilize Giannis very well. Um, I feel like they could throw Giannis at center for sure at, in Toronto. 
Um, and obviously Miami is a great option. A bunch of dogs around you, a bunch of shooters who want to take the big shot, unlike a lot of guys on the Bucks, I feel. Um, and you obviously have Jimmy as your second star, which I would take over Chris Middleton because of the playoff resume and just the dog mentality he has. Um, but, yeah, I could see him going to three of those destinations. I think his time in Milwaukee is definitely over, I feel. I come from a Bucks fan. I want to say definitely, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you did make some good. You did make some good points. I mean, that all makes sense. I think these these are some conditions of which he would stay. Number one, if we somehow come back and win the series, which would, I mean, I highly doubt. But if I'm trying to be optimistic, if we come back and win this and actually make around the playoffs, maybe that'd make him want to stay. Second, if we make some big moves on coaching, I don't really know who is available that we could get that would be able to take us into the playoffs. But maybe if there's someone that Giannis really wants as a coach, maybe that would persuade him to stay. And lastly, I feel like a lot of the narrative is, like, the team is failing Giannis, but he's also not playing well in the playoffs either. Like, as much as we all love him, like, he's not the same. He doesn't have – he's not a dog in the playoffs either. Like, he doesn't show up. So, I think some of it is on him too. So, I really don't know what's going to happen. I feel like – there, there is a high probability that he leaves, but I'm trying to stay optimistic. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has some holes in his game that he needs to patch up, especially the jump shooting, because I think that's what holds him back a lot. Um, teams just dare him to shoot often late in games. Um, and the free throw shooting, that's in- inexcusable. Like, you cannot be almost <laughs> airballing free throws in Yo, crunch time. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good look. Uh, for me, I think Giannis is one of these superstars where, I mean, I I don't think he cares about the big lights. He doesn't care about, you know, big cities, big markets. Um, But I know he cares about winning. And in the NBA, usually if you want to win, you go to the big markets. And Milwaukee is just, I just feel like the T, I mean, Tevin did say that Giannis is struggling, but I also think that team is just not good enough for him. And um, he needs to go to a place where he can just do what he does and the players around him can just hit their shots. That's all you really need. Uh, and, I've, I mean, I saw a rumor today, and I think this will be the best team for Giannis. Um, coming from a little small-town vibe, small market vibe, and great town, I'm thinking Portland with Dame. Uh, I saw Stephen A. say something about it. But if you throw, if you throw Giannis in Portland with Dame, with CJ, with Melo, oh my God, I don't even know. I feel like this that team would just run through the league. Um, yeah, oh it's gonna Lord. it's gonna give me the kind of that Shaq and Kobe type of vibe. Uh, it's gonna be crazy if that happens, and it's a small town. I feel like Giannis does not want to go to LA. I don't think he ever will go to LA. Uh, Miami's a little bit too big for him. I think Giannis could hide out in in Portland and just hoop there, and he would be amazing. He would be a great fit there. And, uh, I mean, I think Portland, it would be perfect for him. But there are so many other options. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays, to be honest. I yeah, honestly wouldn't. I think he's very loyal, too. So, yeah. that, that's not out of the realm of possibility. But if he really, really wants to win, I feel like he needs to make a move unless they acquire someone in a trade. But that's going to be hard considering all the money they give out that offseason. Because uh, next year... 
in the East is not going to be. I mean, we all thought this year. Well, I thought this year was going to be a cakewalk in the East. I did not expect Miami to play the way they play. Um, Boston and Toronto look amazing, but coming into this year, this was the easiest year to get to the finals. Giannis was more experienced. He had another year under his belt, another year to develop the jumper. Um, and, you know, there was no clear second team in the East coming throughout the entire season. But next year, you got KD and Kyrie back and fully healthy. You got Boston with another year of experience. Tatum's going to probably – Tatum's going to be very, very good next year. He already is really good. Um, Toronto's going to be back. Siakam develop another year. You got, you got other teams like Miami. They'll be back all a bunch of young kids. They're going to be growing up too. So, I mean, Milwaukee, it's just this is this was the year, I think. And the window's closed. And I'm sorry to say it's heaven, but, um, yeah, man, this is the, that's the closest thing you're going to get to, to, uh, to sniff in the finals, man. Actually, last year was close. But, yeah, this year is probably this, what hurts more, this year or last year? Man, I don't know. Probably this year because we had to sit on that loss from last season and be like, all right, we're going to correct all our mistakes. You know, we built up the roster. We have more experience. You know, we're really going to take it the second year. And then we just see the same exact thing happen two years in a row. So I'd say the second one hurts a little more than the first. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I guess we're not, I guess we're not going to see any more of those uh, WWE like wrestling right before the game. <laughs> we're not going to see any more of those before the game. Uh, yeah. So like with all this being said, does this hurt Giannis' legacy, or is he still a young player? And he has time to just be fine. It'll be fine. I don't know. I mean, I think it hurts his playoff legacy for sure. I mean, this is the second year in a row where he's not, you know, living up to his potential in the postseason, and that's what really matters. But I think he's – I mean, he still is super young and has a lot of time to develop his game, even if he goes somewhere else. So, um I think temporarily it could be like a knock to his legacy, but he still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, I think he's kind of hitting that like LeBron trajectory because um, he has two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, and he's just struggling in the playoffs. Um, I think now because of what LeBron did back then, like no one's going to kill him for leaving. I think people are going to understand why he wants to leave if he leaves. So I think he has a lot of time to just – strengthen his legacy um yeah this is going to be a hit but i think he escaped some of the criticism because he got hurt um and nobody got to see what he would really do in eliminate in an elimination game with his back against the wall even though he did play well before he got hurt no one really saw what would have happened if he stayed in that game so i feel like he escaped some but he's gonna get some of it because he was a back-to-back MVP. And it's de- deservedly so. Um, but he has loads of time to um, make up for it, for sure. You know, I'm, if, if you told me in February that the conference finals would be between the Heat and probably Celtics or Raptors, I mean, I would just laugh in your face. That's crazy. I never expected this. I feel like the bubble was the worst possible thing that could have happened to Milwaukee, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because you're not playing for anything. When you're that one seed, you got to hold and hope that you get that home court advantage because it actually helps, especially for younger teams and teams that haven't had that playoff experience like that. I mean, yeah, I know the Bucks have been in the playoffs for a few years now, but, I mean, they, they don't have those, you know, champions on the team. They don't have those guys who can just go out there and just get you buckets on an away game, you know. Um, so I think Giannis' legacy 
it's going to be fine. If he goes somewhere else and he win, I mean, if he doesn't win at all, he'll just be one of those, you know, Charles Barkley type of players, just stat patterns, monsters, but he couldn't get a ring. Um, if he goes to another team, he has to be the first option. There's, unless it's like Portland or something, I, I feel like Giannis, with the, as long as he's the first option winning titles, he will be an all-time great. And that's all he really needs to do is go to a good situation and, um, it, you know, just win some, just win some real. I just, I want to see Giannis succeed. I really do. I just don't think Milwaukee's the, uh, the right place for him. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that, Tevin, but I mean, it has to be said, bro. Um, and with that, is that, that's going to wrap it up for the Bucks talk. Thank you, Tevin, for being on the show. Uh, I hope to have you back, right, man. Let me know when, when, uh, when, when I can come through in Hawaii and stay with you. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was nice talking to you guys, and you know, Bucks. All right, right, bro. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we picked. So <laughs> that's what we all that, said. That's what we right. all said. I said Bucks in six, and I was so wrong about that. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you guys. Have a good you day, too, bro. All right, and now we're gonna hop into the NFL talk. Um, we're just gonna go through all sixteen games coming up this week. And give you guys our score predictions and uh, who we're going to think are very, very early season Super Bowl predictions. So, first game of the week, Houston at Kansas City Thursday night. Um, Who you got? I think Houston is a 10-point underdog. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, Vegas has them at negative 10. Yep, minus 10. Um, I'm going to take the Texans. Um, You take the spread or you're going to take the Texans to win the game? I'm gonna take them to win the game. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. I feel like um, the Chiefs are gonna be fine. They're gonna be 12 and four. Um, they're gonna win their division. Uh, I feel like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has something to prove here. Um, they were up 24-0 in Kansas City last year in the playoffs, and they blew that lead. And I know Deshaun Watson doesn't go like that. We saw it against Alabama in his college career. Um, he came back and won it for them the next year um, in the national championship. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the Chiefs will come out a little sluggish. Um, obviously, it's been so long since they've played. Um, I think the Chiefs will come out with some Super Bowl hangover for a little, but they'll pick it back up. So I think the Texans can pull it pull it off. It'll be a close one. I think it'll come down to the last possession and... Whoever has the ball last is going to win, and I think Texans will end up having that. Uh, what's your score? Uh, 27-24. Ooh, very, very low scoring considering the two teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think it was, like, there's some stat that's, like, the, whoever plays on Thursday night, like, the defending Super Bowl champions have, like, never lost. Besides, I think, like, the Ravens that one year. Um... I'm going to go Chiefs 34-31 over the Texans. I feel like Deshaun just doesn't have any help around them. And the Chiefs are, I mean, they just look, they they brought back the same exact team for the Super Bowl. So there's no way you can mess that up. I'm going Chiefs. Uh, next game, we got the Jets and Bills, 1 o'clock. I, honestly, this game's going to be a, this game's probably going to be like a slugfest. Uh, Jets probably won't even be able to score, even if they try. I'm going, I'm going uh, 20 10 bills in this game. Yeah, I put my poor my poor dude Sam Darnold, bro. Man has no help. Um, 
is going to be a struggle for him this year. Um, the Jets are going to be pretty bad. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, CJ Mosley opted out, obviously. Um, they lost Robbie Anderson. The top option um, is Jason Crowder um, and not much else. So they're going to have trouble scoring. I think it's going to be like 21 to, 21 to 6. Um, I think Stefan Diggs will have a great game to open his career in the Bills. All right, next game after that, we got the Packers and Vikings, 1 o'clock. Very entertaining game, in my opinion. Uh, it's in Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota's going to take this game 24-20. to 20. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to pull it off. It's a 1 o'clock game, so Kirk doesn't have to worry about no prime time or anything. Vikings are going to come out. They're going to be very disciplined. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think Rodgers is going to be playing with Chip on his shoulder this year, though. Yeah. And because of that, I'm taking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is coming out. Revenge season right here. Oh my god. He's heard all the all the criticism, all the little nitpicking on his game and his personality. Um, he's gonna come out with some vengeance. Um, I think the Packers will beat the Vikings. I think the combination of Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers is gonna carry them um, this game. And I, I'm looking for Devontae Adams to have a really great game because he's on my fantasy team. But I got um I got Green Bay um, in a close one, 28-24. Uh, yeah, Packers Viking games are always super yeah. close now. Recently, yeah. they've been super close. Uh, next game after that, we got the Eagles and the Washington football team. I think they play each other like every year in the first week now. Uh, I'm gonna, nothing much to say about this game. I think Eagles are going to win it pretty easily. I'm going go to 27-13 Philadelphia. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the Ravens... Uh, they're looking, they're looking for blood. Um, I think they're very disappointed in how their season ended last year. Um, wait, wait, you talking about the Eagles game? Oh, the Eagles. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Eagles. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a blowout. Um, I'm sorry, Washington fans. I'm a Washington fan myself. But uh, yeah, I think um, the offense is gonna struggle for Washington. Um, the offensive line is looking very. <laughs> It's not looking that great this year, and the Eagles have a lot of guys um, that they can throw at uh, to uh, rush the passer. So I think it's going to be a rough game for Haskins and the running game, obviously with no Peterson, uh, a lot of people running backs. Um, so I got the Eagles probably 20, 24 to 10. All right, next game after that, we got the Browns going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, I think, I mean, I think it'll be a close game because the Browns on paper look amazing. Uh, the Ravens on paper also look very amazing. I think it's going to be a shootout to start off the season, but ultimately I think the Ravens are going to pull it off in the end because they are hungry. Like Shrey just said, they're hungry and they're out for blood. 35, 35-31 Ravens. Uh, I think this one will start off pretty close, but I think the Ravens will pull away. Um, I got it. 34 uh, 20 um, Ravens. Um, I just think that the defense and the pass rush of the of the Ravens is going to overwhelm them um, in the second half. Sounds good. Next game after that, we got the Colts and the Jaguars. Philip Rivers debut as an Indianapolis Colts takes on the tanking Jaguars. Everybody knows they're tanking. Uh, <laughs> they have nobody. This game. This game's not gonna be close. It's gonna be 24 to three 
Colts. Jaguars have absolutely nobody. Nobody. There's nothing on this team. Yeah. It's, it, if, there, if there was a G League football team, it would be the Jaguars. I think I can see them going on 16 this year. To be like, yeah, same, same for sure. And I don't, I don't think they're going to score this game. I think it's going to be 21 0. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, there's yeah. not too much to say about that. I, but I am excited to see Philip Rivers uh, play um, behind a good offensive line because those Chargers lines in the past few years have not been the greatest. So I'm excited to see Philly Rivers, bro. And we're going to finally see. This is going to tell if Philip Rivers is washing out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, because he has no excuses this year. Yeah. He has a good good coaching staff, a pretty good supporting cast. Their weapons aren't top tier, but I think they have good depth. Um, and they obviously have two great running backs um, in Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, who I think is going to have a breakout with this season. Sir, next game we got the Raiders and the Panthers. Um, Vegas is traveling to... Carolina, I feel like there's like there's like some theory that West Coast teams playing at, or not what, but yeah, West Coast teams coming to the East Coast playing at, at one o'clock. They yeah. usually like falter. Uh, I got the Panthers in this game. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play very very disciplined football. They're going to pull it off. I'm going to go Panthers 24, Raiders 17. Yeah, yeah, I got the Panthers in this. I think it'll be pretty close, but. Uh... Christian, there's no way they're going to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think he's going to have multiple touchdowns, probably 150 total yards. Um, a lot of you fantasy guys are going to love that. But, um, yeah, I think the Raiders, I don't think they have that great of a defense. Um, I think they'll put up some points because um, the Panthers' defense is pretty young, and um, they did struggle at the end of last season. But in the end, I think McCaffrey was too much. will be too much. I got them winning 30 to 23. Next game, we got the Bears and the Lions uh, in Detroit. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears in this game. I think a lot of people are just sleeping on them. I feel like Mr. Trubisky, once you get rid of him, I, is, he, is he starting on his full Yeah, he's starting. Know. He's starting. They announced him as a starter earlier. So Trubisky is starting. So yeah. um, I feel like all – I mean, you don't really need to do much as a Bears fan. Your defense will carry you to the game. Just keep running the ball. Throw to Allen Robinson a few times, and you're going to win the game. I, I got the Bears here, 17 to 13. I got the Lions in an upset. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a very bad game. <laughs> Matt Patricia is going to figure something out, um, hopefully. Um, and they get in Nick Foles in soon because I don't think they're winning anything with Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. I think he's going to hurt their team. Um, that defense... We saw that defense kind of falter last year. Um, we, I did. Feel like that we did. We did. I feel like they quit on the team. Though. I feel yeah, like they yeah, I did. I, because of how terrible Mr. Trubisky was. So I think uh, this is going to be a close one. I got it 19-17. Um, Matt Stafford's going to pull one out um, at the end of the game. We've seen the Lions play pretty well at the beginning of the season. Um, they started off last year pretty good. So I think they'll start off this year on a good note and obviously falter like they usually do um, towards the middle and end of the season. But I think I got them winning 19-7. Next game after that, we got the Seahawks traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, Jamal Adams' debut as a Seattle Seahawks. Very interesting things, but I got the Falcons here in an upset. Um, I think the Falcons always get this one crazy win every year. I think this is going to be a crazy one. Uh, I also think the Seahawks coming from the West Coast is going to hurt them. But the Falcons are going to win this game 27-23. Uh, I think 
I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game though. I think Falcons are gonna win twenty seven twenty three. Um, I'm looking for Jamal Adams. I want to see how he is in this defense. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty exciting. Um, I think he's gonna help a lot. Um, but I think I, I agree with you, bro. These West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast playing that one o'clock game it kind of hurts. It, it so, has an effect, bro. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely has an effect because. That's 10 o'clock their time. They're probably waking up or going, they're doing first game, First game of the yeah. season, too. That's, that's a lot. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I got Atlanta um, upsetting. They have great weapons on offense. I think their offense is one of the top in the league this year. Um, obviously, you got the best receiver in the league, Leo Jones. He's consistently the best. Um, and I think Todd Gurley is going to have a really good game. Um, he's fared pretty well against the Seahawks throughout his career. Um, so I think he'll have a good game, and hopefully, for his sake, he has a bounce-back season. Um, I got this one pretty close. Um, 31-35. Uh, next game, we got the Dolphins, Travis, Foxborough, and to take on the Patriots. This is kind of becoming a rivalry. The Dolphins have always had the Patriots number. I don't know how. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know why. Random games, bro. Like, we saw it take, last yeah. year, week 17. Uh, but this game, I got the Patriots winning. Uh, I think Cam Newton's going to show off in his debut. I think he has something to prove this year. And I think the Patriots are going to win this game in a very tight one, though. 24-20 Patriots. Um, I got the Dolphins this game. You already know Fitzmagic starting. Um, week one, um, I think he's going to come out um, and put up some numbers against a kind of depleted uh, Patriots defense. Um, they don't have Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, among others. Um, I think Cam, I, I, I believe he's going to end up having a great season, but um, it's going to be a learning curve. Um, first game in a completely new offense. We have no idea how that's going to look. So I think they'll struggle to start the season like most Belichick teams do. Um, I think the um, Dolphins will win 20 to 17. Next game, we got the 4 o'clock slate. Uh, first game here. Chargers traveling to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the Bengals for the first time ever Joe Burrow's debut. Uh, I think he's going to struggle, especially against that Chargers secondary. They look good, even though they lost, I think, Derwin James for a whole year, six mm-hmm. to eight months. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Burrow's going to struggle this, this first opening game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to do what he does. Very, very boring game. It's going to be 20 to 17 charges. Yeah, I think Burrow's going to struggle. Um, my men's does not have much help, um, especially on the other side of the ball. Um, yeah, they're going to struggle. I think the Chargers are going to run away with this one. Eckler and um, Keenan Allen are going to have some good games, I believe. Uh, they just don't have anyone on the perimeter of that defense to stop the weapons um, that uh, the Chargers have. Um, I don't think Mike Williams is playing, but I think the Chargers have pretty good depth um, in their offense. So um, I got the Chargers running away with this one, uh, 24 to 6. Okay, next game after that, we got the Cardinals, the new improved Cardinals, and the, the NFC champions. San Francisco 49ers in San, in Santa Clara, California. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers in this game. I think it will be close. I think we're going to see the Cardinals really show that they are very much improved. And uh, it's going to be a close game, though, but I think the 49ers 
run power. Jimmy G is going to play with a chip on his shoulder, hopefully. Hopefully, it's something to play for this year. Um, and yeah, I got the 49ers win this one 31 to 24 on a last minute possession. Yeah, I think this one's going to be close too, but I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take um, the Cardinals. Um, wow. I've been liking what I've seen from the front office um, bringing in uh, some players this offseason. Obviously, they drafted Isaiah Simmons, gave Buddha Baker a big payday, um, I think, and obviously got DeAndre Hopkins, uh, which makes a huge difference. I think they have a lot of good weapons and fits. Christian Kirk, um, Andy Isabella, uh, Max Williams, and obviously Kenyon Drake, who popped off at the end of last season. Um, and they did play uh, San Francisco pretty well. I don't know if you remember that Thursday night game. They did, yeah. That was, I think it was Kenyon Drake's debut. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. And Tyler Murray played very well that game. I think he's going to be very much improved. Um, I think they they did address the offensive line enough to give him a little more protection because that dude was getting sacked left and right last year. He did not have enough time. Yeah, you can't give him protection. Yeah. He's, small. He's a small guy. Exactly. And they had some big targets. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been our tall receiver. Um, I think Hopkins is going to help this offense a lot. They have a guy they can throw it up to, and he's going to make some spectacular catches. Um, I got the Cardinals winning the closest, 33-30. Next game, we got the Buccaneers and Saints, America's game of the week. Very, very excited for this game. Oh, yes, sir. But in the end, I mean, this is uh, this is a Superdome with no fans. So, you know, just want to clarify that. Because if it is, if it was fan, Tampa Bay would struggle. Um, I got Tampa Bay losing this game, unfortunately. I feel like the Saints are going to be here. They heard all the noise, all that talking about how great the Buccaneers were. I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to just, Sean Payne's going to pull some stuff off this heat. He's a salty guy, bro. I'm pretty sure Saints are going to win this game 38-24. It's, it's not going to be as close as everybody thinks. Whoa. Damn, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think it's the first game ever for the Tampa. That's a bad one. Yeah, I think, yeah, they will um, start off um, struggling a little because it is a new team. Brady in a new offense. Um, they will struggle a little, but I feel like um, – the secondary is going to be the deciding X factor for the Buccaneers because they are not proven. Um, it's a lot of young guys um, against a bonnet offense with obviously Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Thomas on the edges, and then Adam Kamara if he plays. I don't know how he's going to um, how effective he's going to be, but they have Latavius Murray and a pretty good offensive line, and obviously Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So I think it's going to be closer than Tristan said, but it's going to be high scoring and the Saints will pull it off because I know they've been hearing all the noise and they've been, they've been grouped in the past few years. So I think they're going to start off on the right note. I got them winning 35-34. Mm, that's a pretty good bit. Uh, next game, we got Sunday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys, LA Rams. First game in SoFi Stadium with no fans. Uh, I think that will affect the Rams, of course, because I mean they we're gonna they're gonna explore the Cowboys are gonna Jared Goff this game, and I think I think Dak's gonna play for something this year. Hopefully, I still, I mean I hope he's just playing hard this year. But I hope I hope he's trying his hardest. Uh, I think the Cowboys are gonna pull off the, this game. 27-24 Cowboys. Greg the leg Greg the leg Zerline's gonna hit that game winning field goal and. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get escape LA for win. 
Oh yeah, you guys have Greg the Leg now. Yes, yeah. sir. Against the OT. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the Cowboys in this one. Um, I'm not really sold on the Rams this year. I feel like it's just very top-heavy. Um, not a lot of depth on that roster. And the running game is going to be iffy, I feel. Um, they, yeah, I don't know. They have a lot of running backs in their stable and don't have the greatest offensive line. So I feel that one. I feel like that run game is going to struggle. The Cowboys are going to control Cockles, Zeke, and obviously get some great plays from their playmakers um, in CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Um, I don't think this is going to be that close. Um, I think the Cowboys should win this 27-17. And the crazy thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys lose this game. Yeah, I, I also wouldn't be either. I wouldn't but. be surprised at all. Um, I mean, if they lose this game, I would. I wouldn't be sad or anything because I mean I'm not. I'm not surprised. Sunday yeah, night, Sunday Cowboys, night football. Yeah. It's the Cowboys. Come on now. It's a they, Cowboys game to lose. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, next game after that, we got the Monday night football games. We got the Steelers and the Giants in the, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm gonna go with the Giants in this game. It's off the upset. Uh, I think. I don't know, man. I just had a good feeling about the game. I think Saquon. Daniel Jones are going to make some crazy plays. A lot of people don't think I'm crazy for picking this, but I got the Giants for this game. 27-23. Interesting. I did not expect you to go for that upset. Um, Especially considering this was the first game for the Giants with a new coach, uh, new system for Daniel Jones. Yeah, well, Um, I'm just, I, this is good, that's really just my gut telling me but that I, I can see the Steelers blowing up. Yeah. I can't see that. Yeah, and I think with with this coronavirus and stuff, um, the defenses have an advantage because these new coaches, new offenses, they haven't had time to like get their timing right, um, execute the all the plays and stuff like that. So I feel like the Steelers, they're gonna, they have their full stable of defense from last year. Um, they got Minka, they got a lot of playmakers, Bud Dupree, Tidit Watt, obviously. They just signed Cameron Ewan to a huge extension. Um, I think the defense is going to stifle Daniel Jones and Saquon this game, at least. Um, and they're going to struggle to put up points. Um, I think this is going to be a 20-10. Alright, next game after that, we got the, the final game of the night, the 10 o'clock slate. The Titans traveling to Mile High City in Denver and taking on the Broncos. Uh, a lot of people are trying to tell me that the Titans are going to win the division. I don't even know they won't. And also, the Broncos, they are looking very scary, man. Very scary. A lot yeah. of people don't sleep on the Broncos. I think yeah. that, defense, that defense is loaded, bro. That defense is so good. I think Bradley Chuck's coming back this year, too, right? Yeah. 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 They have Jarrell Casey from the Titans. Um, they got they, they just have a lot of a lot of players. So yeah, AJ Bouye is there now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this game is it's also in Denver, week one. So uh, these players, I don't think, are fully conditioned to football. And the first thing you want to do is go to Denver. That's not fun. Um, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a nice game though. I think it's gonna be a lot of running, a lot of just downhill running. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Gordon. So yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a slugfest, but in the end. Broncos winning this game 20 to 17. Uh, I got. This is a tough one to pick. This is um, tough. It is tough. This is gonna be close. Though. I know that. I'm gonna go with the Titans. Um, I think 
the Broncos are going to have a good season. They're going to be 10-6. Um, but it's going to be a struggle to start. Um, they do have some injuries. I think KJ Hamler, I don't know if he's playing or not. That's questionable. Um, Chubb is also listed as questionable, so we'll see. But um, I just think they're going to they're gonna just feed Henry. Um, I think he'll be good. Um, the Broncos, have they have had talent on their defense for a while, but they have struggled to stop the run in past few um, so I'm trying to, I want to see with the addition of Gerald Casey how much that improves. But um, I think Henry's going to run all over them this game. Um, I have a feeling he's going to go for around 150 yards. Um, and Tannehill will make the one throw he needs for them to win the game. Um, so I got them winning 20 to 16. Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah, this is this, 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 this upcoming season very very interesting to see what happens because like we all said no fans at all so um it's gonna be especially for some teams i think some teams are allowed with some fans especially in the other more the more uh southern southern states like i think the cowboys i think it was like i don't know how many fans but i, I think there are fans allowed in the cowboys game um the saints are gonna hit hard, get hard hit hard by this man mm-hmm. uh, yeah the dome team is gonna hurt dome team is gonna hurt a lot um but I mean, for away teams, I feel like it's just a tri- it's just a business trip now. There's nothing really much to be scared of. Um, if you're going to Seattle, especially, nothing much to be scared of over there either. I think at the end of the day, though, I mean, if my if I had an early Super Bowl prediction, I'm still go with the Seahawks and the uh, and the and the Chiefs. If yeah, Seahawks, Seahawks and the Chiefs, man. I believe in the Seahawks. I believe it. I believe in Russell Wilson, and I also believe Mom's going to work very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean those. That's not, that, those are my top. Like the Seahawks are part of my top three in the NFC for the Super Bowl pick. But I think I'm after going with the Bucks, bro. Oh my gosh! I'm falling the hype. This, I'm falling into the hype. I'm on this hype train. I'm ready. They just got Fournette. They got two studs on the outside. They got two weapons galore. Worrying me is that secondary, bro. Like, the only thing that is holding me back from, possibly holding me back from making this prediction is the secondary. But I believe Brady has a huge chip on his shoulder. Um, we saw all the rumors coming out. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's old now. All this stuff about him not being able to throw the ball as deep as he used to, uh, accuracy, his, his throwaways, all that stuff. I think with some good weapons this year, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to have a great season, a bounce back season. I think he'll have over 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, less than 10 picks as usual. Um, and I, I got the Ravens on the other side. Um, I think they're finally going to get the Chiefs this year. Um, Lamar we'll Jackson. We'll, we'll find out in the regular season too. We yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out week three. But um, I think Lamar needs to win this year. He knows it's urgent. Bounce this year. Um, he's gonna have to come through. They're obviously stacked. They have Slayus Campbell. I mean, who, every team he's been on, everyone says that he's one of the greatest locker room guys ever. Um, Marcus Peters, Derek, Marlon Humphrey. Derek Wolf, I think, right? Yeah, they also got him. Um, Brandon Williams, obviously, coming back. Matt Judon. Um, 
their defense is loaded. Um, I don't think they're going to miss Earl Thomas. Um, I think it's going to be better for that locker room anyways. Playing really well at the end of the la- end of last season. So I think their defense is going to be stifling. Um, that secondary is one of the best in the league. Um, and obviously they have Lamar Jackson with, un- with another year under his belt. Um, with some pretty good weapons. I mean, they're not the top tier in the league, but he has a running game behind him. I think he's going to improve a lot this year, especially when he's not in the lead. I think he's going to play a lot better. Um, I think his accuracy is going to be much improved. Um, something he has to work on, especially that deep ball. Uh, Ravens on the other side. Um, so, Ravens Bucks for me. Yeah, this is the like, first year in a long time where I felt like there's so many good teams. I don't even know. I don't have a clear-cut yeah. favorite and team to win. Yeah. Because, I mean, the AFC it's is going to be interesting because... Yeah. Yeah. I think the AFC is a two-headed monster, and I think the NFC is just so loaded. I mean, you got two teams from every division who can pose a threat. I mean, like, you got the NFC East, you got, I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, and, the, and the NFC yeah. South, NFC South, you got the Bucks and the Saints, two really good teams. Then you're going out west, you also got the, the 49ers, who literally just went to the Super Bowl last year, and you got the Seahawks, who are back. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the, the North, North, you got the Vikings, and you got the Packers. And the Bears aren't, aren't to be messed with either, but... There are just and, lots of good teams this year. Yeah, and out of all those teams, one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs. Like, yeah. one, of, one of those eight teams is going to miss the playoffs, which is crazy because we think, like, I think any of those teams could win this. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams ended up in the playoffs, honestly. That, yeah, that is very true. That is very, very true. And, I mean, I'm very excited for this upcoming season, man. Very, yeah. very excited. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in. NFL season's finally, finally back. Um, we're still going to be bringing you guys basketball content, of course, because I think conference finals are going to be starting pretty soon. And the mm-hmm. Lakers and the Clippers. If yes, sir. Win, if they can win their series right now. If we see that, it's going to be fireworks. If the Clippers man. can win their series. If I see, if it, if it goes to, if it goes Lakers and Clippers and, uh, or Ravens and Chiefs, which game, which game do you watch? Um, I don't know. <laughs> football that takes is... football takes precedent over basketball for me. So I probably would do the same thing. I mean, especially the fact that you're only gonna get one game of uh, Ravens and Chiefs this entire yeah. year. Yeah, it's probably gonna get that. I'll take that too. And um, you can always flip. I like I, I'm just flipping back and forth, looking at my computer and then looking at the TV. Like I don't know. I'll probably figure out something. Because I obviously don't want to miss the Lakers game completely. So we'll see, but uh, whatever's on the TV is what takes precedent. That's football. It will be September 28th at 8:15 p.m. So definitely, it's definitely gonna be in between some some basketball game. Yeah, for sure. Game, so it's gonna be very very interesting to see that. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being on the show again, Trey. You know, we'll be on here every week. We're yes, not sure. taking any breaks until until the Super Bowl. So we're gonna go for another like 20 weeks. And we'll maybe get a break. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Because after the Super Bowl, I don't think there's going to be NBA until March. Yeah, hopefully. That's what it seems like. So we might have a little break. Yeah, we have 32 episodes straight. Super Bowl is going to be in 20, literally, literally 20 weeks. So we, we started 52, yeah, 52 weeks is going to be a year. So wow, it's going to be, yeah, Super Bowl's coming in 20 weeks. So very exciting stuff, man. That's crazy, uh, bro. That is yeah. pretty crazy to think about. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for listening, tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. See you guys. Peace.